You're listening to the Wander Well Podcast, your place for travel and wellness, entrepreneurship how-tos, transparency, inspiration, and motivation. I'm your host, Katie J. When I record these episodes, I do my best to have a quiet environment. But like I mentioned before, I don't have a studio. I have a room with two sets of bunk beds located about 20 yards from the street. A street that connects the town of Uvita, the town of Bahia, and both of these towns to the beach. There's construction going on. There are people selling all types of fruits. There's birds, there's dogs, there's people. Sometimes it's really difficult to record a podcast, especially when it's really hot out. As you can hear right now, there's a motorcycle going by. Normally I would try to cut that out, but I'm leaving it in to prove my point. Yesterday I tried to record this episode. I closed the windows, turned off all the fans, and stood in the sauna, aka my room, trying to explain to you, my lovely and supportive listeners, how I got started online, creating an income. As we move into the details of my entrepreneurial journey, I'm finding myself getting caught up in explaining the back-end, not-so-fun logistics of starting a business. I stood in my room for about 20 minutes, sweating, reading what I had written, which was about four pages worth of notes, and feeling like I wasn't making any sense. Every 20 seconds, a loud motorcycle would go by. Someone would walk down the street screaming, bananos, manzanas, sandia, piña. It was hot. It was loud. And I felt futile in my efforts to explain these lessons I've learned. So I left my room, made a cup of yerba mate, which I posted about on Instagram story pretty extensively, and then decided to rethink the structure of Tell All Tuesdays. The purpose of them is for me to tell you what I'm up to, what I've done, and how I'm planning for the future. But I felt stuck sitting in my quote-unquote recording studio. I didn't like it. I didn't like what I was saying, and I didn't like how I was delivering it to you guys. I can actually see the podcast statistics, the downloads by day, by location, by episodes, by region. A big shout out to all of my friends and loved ones from Texas. The most downloads are coming from there. Virginia and California come into a close second. No surprise there, I've lived in both of those states. I can also see that while Tell All Tuesdays are the least popular day of the week, I can also see that there are still people listening. So first off, thank you. It's extremely scary opening up like this. I sometimes feel paralyzed by the thought of someone who knows me listening to this, rolling their eyes, and making jokes over beer later on. But then I remember A, I'm not a middle schooler anymore. What other people think of me no longer affects my self-worth. I do what I want, I live where I want, and I say what I want. Although, I do have to keep myself from cursing on this podcast. I want to keep it clean so it can be downloaded in every country. Some countries will block explicit podcasts. And B, I'm in mother trucking Costa Rica. I surf, stretch, make smoothies, meet incredible people from all over the world, enjoy a few passion fruit margaritas here and there, and I am living the heck out of life. Who cares what anyone thinks or laughs about? I should warn you, that's a side effect of self-awareness and self-love. 
You literally have no cares to give towards other people's expectations of you. You just live out your truth and wake up feeling amazing every single day. So why am I telling you all of this? I'm mentioning all of this because I think for me and for you and for this podcast, it's going to be best if I change up the structure of Tell All Tuesdays. I'm going to have it be interview style, but I'm just going to interview myself. Answer the questions naturally instead of trying to basically read the notes I've already written down. Perhaps I'll turn on Google's transcription service and see if it works. Okay, now that you know it's going to be an interview of myself instead of me just reading from notes, let's go ahead and get started. Today, yes, today, today, yes, today, there's drilling going on downstairs. We left off when I heard about e-commerce from a friend at a music festival in Marfa, Texas. Question number one, what is e-commerce? E-commerce is selling products online, exclusively online, plain and simple. What is Shopify and why is it the best e-commerce platform? Shopify is a e-commerce platform So similar to Squarespace or Wix or WordPress, you can host a website on it. And it's the best e-commerce platform because they are optimized for e-commerce. So it's really easy for customers to make payments on there. They have tons of apps that you can add that will help synchronize you with Amazon or or with UPS, some way that you can ship your products to your clients with ease. And then they just make it really easy because they have a help center that responds super quick and they are just, they've made their entire website very niche to e-commerce. So if you're ever thinking about selling something online, I highly suggest Shopify. So question number three, what was my first chosen product to sell on my e-commerce website? Why and what changed? So the product I originally chose were Peruvian tassels. I had just gotten back from Peru, and I already had some Peruvian tassels that were very festive and brightly colored in my room for decoration. I thought that they were beautiful. They are beautiful. I still have, I brought some of them to Costa Rica, actually, and I brought some back as gifts and souvenirs from Peru. And I figured that would be a beautiful thing to to feature on my store. Why? Did I choose Peruvian tassels? I guess it could have gone any sort of way with Peruvian goods. I think I was just on a, I just climbed Machu Picchu and the Salcantay Trail for on a five-day trek in Peru, and so I was kind of on a Peruvian high. I immediately started thinking, okay, how many of these tassels did I bring back? When can I go back to Peru to get more? Maybe I should get somebody to source them for me. Really thinking through how I can get this inventory. So what changed? I did some market research. What I mean by that is that I asked my friends. So I asked some of my coworkers and some of my close friends, would you buy these Peruvian tassels? What if they came with a story attached to them that kind of explained the woman who made it and would incorporate a micro-commerce way of supporting women in impoverished areas, et cetera, et cetera. So I got some good feedbacks. Mostly people were saying, My favorite part about traveling are the souvenirs and the people that I meet. 
on those travels. And I've never been to Peru. I've never even been to Central or South America. So I wouldn't necessarily want such a brightly colored item in my home if I didn't have any tie or story to it that I could tell. I also felt like the product was a little bit forced. It's something that I really like. And when I was going to go learn how to take pictures of products and put a white background together, use some natural sunlight, it just, the photos were awful. And I had to get my photographer friend, Jesse to help me out, which is totally fine. I think it's totally appropriate to ask for help, which I think all entrepreneurs should do. But it just didn't quite click with what I thought I was capable of doing with this e-commerce site. I also only brought back about 10 tassels. So the inventory was going to be an issue. Let's just say, hypothetically speaking, this just took off. Everyone loved my Peruvian tassels and my travel trove. I could sell 10 and then I would have to shut down the store before going back to Peru, which there are worse things. But with the plans that I had for travel in the fall, it just didn't seem to quite make sense. So then I moved into travel journals. And so question number four is why travel journals? So this was actually a wonderful suggestion by my partner, Tucker. I went to him with my findings from my quote-unquote market research, and he said, well, if people need a connection to their own travels, then why don't you sell a product that would allow them to reconnect with their own travels or to record their own travels rather. And that was a travel journal. And I thought that was brilliant. For myself, I know that I've kept a journal during my travels and have written down my feelings and my experiences and the significant parts of my travels. And that's been to go back and look at those. Sometimes I'm like, holy moly, I was feeling that way about that situation or about that person and I just never I don't even remember I almost blocked out those those feet those feelings and to go back and look at those in my journals it's a wonderful resource to have so that's where I settled on or not settled that's why I chose travel journals so what is drop shipping when it comes down to inventory when you want to do your taxes and write off your inventory. You can't write off inventory. You can only write off the cost of goods sold. So if you buy 500 travel journals and only sell three of them, then you're paying, you can only write off the cost of three of those journals and the rest is just sitting inventory. Additionally, I already knew I was going to Costa Rica and I didn't want to have 500 journals sitting somewhere in the United States with someone else having to deal with them. So then I discovered dropshipping. And like I said, Shopify is optimized for e-commerce and dropshipping is exclusively e-commerce. How it works is there's a warehouse in China and I found a supplier named Alice and she makes these leather bound travel journals. They have, they have removable and customizable inserts and they're beautiful, genuine leather and they come in all these different sizes and colors. And so I really liked her product. And what happens is I would take her product, put it on my store online and say, you know, here are the sizes available, here are the colors available, here's the cost. Someone would go to my store, buy a product, pay me whatever I priced the product at, and then that would send the order all the way to China where Alice would package them up and send them to my customer. That is drop shipping. I never touched the inventory. I never 
even had to buy the inventory until Alice got the order and said, okay, this is what your customer bought. This is how much it's going to cost you, the website owner. So what it basically means is that I'm in charge of branding someone else's product. I was branding it as my travel trove specifically. And it was that was essentially my product, but I never made it with my own hands. That is drop shipping. So if we put this all together, what I eventually moved from was Peruvian tassels into drop shipping travel journals, leather bound travel journals. And I was really happy with this. I thought it was a great idea. The only issue was that I didn't follow cardinal rule number one, make sure you absolutely know your product inside and out before you put your name on it and before you sell it. Because when I when I first received my travel journal, it was right around the same time that my friend uh, Carly and Ray received theirs because they are wonderful, supportive friends and ordered travel journals for me. And the packaging was very underwhelming. What everyone likes about getting a new MacBook or getting a new iPhone is that you open it up and it's this beautiful white box and everything is pristine and wrapped up and laid in there perfectly. And these journals were wrapped in dirty white shipping paper. The from address had Chinese characters all over it. It just was very underwhelming and you didn't even know what you were unwrapping until you got to the actual journal. So. I didn't like that factor at all. And what I realized about myself as an entrepreneur is that I need to have more control over the product. Dropshipping is a great idea. It was, I think it's a great idea for some people. And um, perhaps if I had just taken a few extra steps to understand the product and how it was being sent, I wouldn't be in that situation. So just a few things to think about. My final question for today is, A few tips for beginning entrepreneurs. I already talked about knowing your product. That is so important. Before you put your name on something, be proud to put your name on something. Be proud to say, yes, I had everything to do with how you received this product and all the things that it's offering you. There were a few other things about the journal, such as the placement of my travel trove on the front was a little crooked and the pages had some weird structure at the top of them where it looked like you wanted to check off some boxes depending on which day it was and it was just it was just mad extra so I know your product and be proud to put your name on it that's my tip number one tip number two is do market research I asked my friends we all got together one day and I said I know you guys like to write and like to journal and you're yogis and women and you're introspective so what are some things that you look for in in a journal and this is before I, I picked Alice's journal specifically and I got that they would pay around 30 bucks for a journal they were really they really liked and some of them liked line pages some of them liked blank pages so I was ended up finding a journal that offered both which is awesome and my friend Ray liked to turn their like to fold her journal back onto itself so she could cuddle up in a couch and write down her thoughts and get all cozy with some tea or something and so I find I found a journal that incorporated all of those things the leather bound journal was basically just a sleeve and then into the sleeve you could put inserts and the inserts could be lined or they could be blank or they could be a calendar or they can be a weekly calendar it was it was customizable which I loved and this is something I will probably end up going back to because I still like writing and I'll get into later as to well I kind of already talked about why I'm no longer selling the journals. It just wasn't a good match with how the packaging was working. Additionally, I dropped the journals because of competition, and I'll get into that into a later 
episode, but drop shipping exists with Amazon as well. And Amazon is great for consumers, so great for consumers, but it's awful for suppliers. I mean, the the competition with Amazon when someone can get something in two days is just you can't beat that. So if you're not going through Amazon and you're and you are a drop shipper, then you're probably not going to have long term success. So back to the market research. I just interviewed my friends. I asked them about their favorite types of journals and came up with Alice's journal. But I would recommend something that I didn't know back in October. And that's Facebook. Facebook has so many people on it and has so much useful information. What I would recommend is finding your niche and then joining a group with tons of people in your niche. So I would have joined a women's travel group, for example, and asked in the group. And by the way, these groups are very specific. You are not allowed to promote any of your products and you are not allowed to be mean to other people. So as long as you agree to those things, you'll be fine. But pose a question to the group and I w- what I should have done is said to the whole group, do you guys journal, what, do you ladies journal when you travel? If so, what are your favorite types of journals? Looking for something for my next trip. And then everyone, people love to talk about themselves. So it's just an informal survey, if you will. It's a wonderful way to get useful information directly from your niche or directly from your market, rather. And then my final tips for beginning entrepreneurs is to either outsource or educate. So if you don't know how to do photography or you don't know how to do videography you either need to find someone that does because if you try to do it yourself it's gonna look like crap and you're not gonna look at nearly as professional or trustworthy so just find somebody who's a photographer and pay them to take pictures of your products or to take pictures for your website or whatever it is make a promo video if they're a videographer that's my best suggestion Or perhaps videography is something that you've always wanted to learn how to do. And in addition to running your online store or your hair salon, you want to learn videography. And that's something that you can use for your own business and something that you can use for other people's business. Perhaps it's a side hustle to your side hustle. So you either need to educate yourself on becoming a videographer, which would require online classes. I highly recommend Udemy. They have fantastic instructors and so many reviews and and ways for you to distinguish between the good classes versus the non-good classes. So go and educate yourself online or hire someone. It's one or the other. For me, I hired a photographer to take pictures of me. I always do. And I hired a videographer to make promo material for me. I'm... I personally wanted to handle the digital marketing for my company. It's all digital. Everything should be digital these days because if it's not digital, it's in a magazine or it's on a billboard or it's on the side of a bus. And I just think that that is, it's, you're, it's too broad. Pay to put something on the side of a bus or on a billboard or in a magazine, you have no idea who's actually reading it. Versus if someone is on Facebook and they join a women's travel group on Facebook, then you know that woman likes to travel. So put your ads in front of her. That is digital marketing right there at its finest. So I wanted to learn how to 
do digital marketing and I've spent thousands of dollars on courses on digital marketing. So more on that later. Um, some of those courses have been awesome. Some of those courses have been complete duds. Some of those courses ended up being a scam. So I am happy to tell you more about those in the future. Um, but that is it for today. That is all of Tell All Tuesday. And I realized that I forgot to tell you my fun fact of the day. So my fun fact of the day is that my go-to alcoholic beverage is craft beer. Have a great day.